Yeah. Yeah, I stole your California connection. So what? Hmm? Who introduced you to Pablo Escobar? Huh? Me. Me. Who introduced you to your fucking Colombian wife? Hmm? Me. Who protects you? When my friend Cesar Rosa wanted to slice your fucking throat. Huh? Me. Who made you make millions and millions of dollars? Me. And what do I get in return? This. Accusations. I have always given you everything, George. Always. But. <laughs> that is over now. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is my operation, my dream. So go home. Go back home. Go home. Go back to your stupid little life. Go back and sell half grams to your fucking relatives for all I care. Because you're out of here. Let me let Because you're out. And don't be so emotional, George. We are brothers. We are brothers. Give me to come mierda. Next time it's fucking loaded. Uh, bye. 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 Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nikki Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. We are coming to you live from Skyfall Studios, right here in stunning South Philadelphia. It's Wednesday, April 20th, 66 degrees. And this is episode 5, Coachella, the 420 edition. We have a hell of a show lined up for you tonight, folks. We have local product rapper and producer AB calling into the Skyfall Hotline, brought to you by Verizon Wireless. And of course, my esteemed colleague and co-host, fresh into Skyfall after baking out his Range Rover, Tony Nicky Jr. Not the Range, Marky. Oh, you didn't see Port. You didn't see Port here tonight, baby. I picked up a new Butte, man. Oh, what you get? Got one of uh, was down at AC last weekend at a buddy of mine's dealership. Okay, and uh, picked up one of those brand new Fiat 500 E's. Oh wow, another real big in Italy. Real big, picking up in the states also. Funny enough, an uncle of mine out there just outside of Roma put me on to it. Okay, checked it out, saw it was good for the environment. I was in AC, had to pick one up. Buddy of mine. Cut me a deal I couldn't uh, couldn't say no to. Oh, gotta love a deal. Yeah, man, gotta love a deal. Made an entire day out of it. Went to the outlets a little bit, threw some money on the tables, went over to uh, White House, get one of them sandwiches I like. Let's say, for instance, I want to go in the restaurant, which happens to be in the casino, to get one of those sandwiches I like. And way uh, oh. to think of it. Yeah, White House. What a classic spot. What'd you get? Great there? spot. Man, I'm pretty easy going. I just get that uh, Italian. I hold the mayo. Go a little bit of the light oil. Yeah. Nice uh, 24 ounce dew on the side to wash it down. Dew. Mountain Dew, man. Yeah. I'm a dew guy. That's a lot of soda, Tom. 
I had nine a liter. <laughs> Give me a uh, liter of cola. A what? A liter of cola. Liter of cola. Do we make liter of cola? Well, you just order a large farva. I don't want a large farva. I want a goddamn liter of cola. I don't know what that is. Leader is French for give me some fucking cola before I break loose fucking leg. All right, all right, relax. You know, Mayor Kenny right here in, in Philly is uh, looking to put a big time tax in play on soda. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, you might be in trouble. That's a real thing? Yeah. That's, a, that's another thing I need, another tax in my life. They attempted that in New York, too, with Bloomberg. I don't think it worked out, but, you know, they're always trying to push that soda tax. Tell you what, man, what the hell is this country coming to, Marky? Oh, Tone, I hear that. We gotta make America great again. Let's make it great again. How do we do it? Tone, you're talking about making America great again? How about making your house great again? You had some big time flood damage down there. Hold on, this guy comes up. You had to bring it up. (laughs) I hate to do it to you. You you gotta do it to me. Honestly, that's why I treated myself on Saturday night. New Fiat. Because Friday night I was sitting on my patio, chain smoking reds, watching a sub pump pump out of my basement. Onto the beach. Oh, no. The amount of water that came out of that sump pump, I'll tell you what. I said three feet, it might have been more than that. Oh, God. Ah, the, the mess, the trash out on a beach. It looked like I littered the entire beach. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom. Margate's bringing in big-time tax money over there, so I'm sure they got the uh, the proper workers needed to to clean up oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I figured that. Uh, I'm created. paying big-time taxes over here. I figured you'd add her to, to when a tide comes up and sets it back out to sea. One or the other. <laughs> So, Tony, you got the Fiat because you felt like it was great for the environment, but now you're talking about littering uh, Margate's beautiful beaches, and you're not worried about that. I'm worried about the air, Marky. We don't live okay. in the ocean. Okay, yeah. That was the ocean doing for you, <laughs> Okay. It's funny. A lot of our listeners may not know this, but uh, about 10 years ago, Tony was a, a big-time competition surfboarder out, in, uh, out on the Malibu beaches. Got into a tragic, tragic accident when he... Took that surfboard right onto the rocks. Tony rode one of them mammoth waves right into a uh, a big time reef out there, and uh, man, his body was bloodied up, broken. Uh, I think they heliported him off that beach right uh, right to one of the hospitals in Malibu. He recovered nicely, as he always seems to do. But it was a major accident, and Tony hasn't. Tony, correct me if I'm wrong. You haven't been. In I haven't ocean forgiven since. the ocean ever since. Yeah. I haven't forgiven. It's a beast, Mark. It's an absolute beast, that ocean. So this is your payback. Yeah, it's my payback, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, not that it didn't pay back on me. It went, it went five feet deep in my basement. Okay, true. Yeah. But, you know, I wasn't going to go out. Of, it, the sump pump sucks everything right out of there. I, I see the kids on a beach. The, the, the city pays the kids to clean up. Hey, listen, yeah. this is what it is, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hey, look, at least uh, that situation is reaching a resolution because... Uh, a lot of our listeners are reaching out to me saying, hey, well, you know, when's Tony Nicky throwing that summer 16 housewarming party? We got some work to do in the basement yeah, first, Marky. Yeah, yeah. I got a whole remodel to take care yeah, of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. With that being said, I'm glad everything's going in the right direction, though, Tom. Yeah, we're turning this thing around, baby. Yeah, it's that's good stuff. nice, man. That's a nice ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you're happy, we're happy. But it's funny, you know, how our life experiences dictate the things we do today how we act today. And that makes me think of uh, AB's music. Our guest tonight, folks. Been through a lot, puts it into his music, and it really comes through nicely. He's putting out a good product, and he's accomplished a lot of things that, you know, we're trying to accomplish on this show. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, Mark. You know, there's a guy whose past really helped him reach the level he's at today. And uh, phenomenal artist. Great music. Puts on a great show. Absolutely. And he's a great interview and a great friend of ours. Absolutely. So be a lot Definitely. That boy AB is going to be calling in within the next half hour. But we had some crazy breaking news in the sports and entertainment world today. Which, frankly, has given birth to a new segment for this show. We'll be coming right back with that one. Folks, you are now on the mark. Episode 5, Coachella, the 420 edition. Harold and Kumar go to You are now on the mark with the Conor McGregor of Podcast, your host, Marky Mark. New segment, ladies and gents. And we kind of had to had to get this into the show because all the craziness and wackiness that's going on out there in Vegas and L.A. Yeah, this one was kind of a layup for us, wasn't it, Marky? Between the sports world, the entertainment industry, a lot going on. It's wild out there. Yeah, it's wild, Tone. A lot of big-time news from a lot of supposedly big-time people. Today alone, man. Yeah, well, Tone, this is your baby. Why don't you, why don't you kind of lead us into this thing? Where, where do you want to start? Yeah, man, it kind of clicked for me when I was over at uh, Coachella on the West Coast Sunday after I uh, had that great Saturday in Atlantic City, man. I saw oh, the okay. shit that goes on out there. I said, this, is, this entertainment industry, man, it's wild. Yeah, what'd you catch that late night flight out of Atlantic City Saturday night? Yeah, Mark, you jumped on the uh, red eye, and there's not like flying out to the West Coast, man, because you land at the same time as you left. Yeah, you get those three hours those back. Those three hours. It's phenomenal, man. So, yeah, I went over to uh, Coachella on Sunday. Oh, okay. And uh, that led us into this segment. Yeah. This is the inception of this brand new segment, Hot Off the Mark. Extra, extra, read all about it. So, Tom, your boy, Johnny the Cokehead Manziel. Not my boy, Marky. Yeah. Draft day, Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Just got dropped by his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. No surprise, you know? the papers earlier today. Second one in a month, Marky. Yeah. Second agent. Looks real strung out right now, man. Seriously, he's doing a lot of drugs. Probably a lot of heavy drinking with that. Uh... Saw some pictures. Looks like his teeth are going brown. Isn't that unbelievable? 24 years old. His teeth are going brown. 
comes from a lot of money too. You know, this isn't NFL money. His family's big oil money. But uh, delve in a little bit. What's going on with Manziel exactly? Yeah, I'll tell you what, Marky. Just a sign of how bad it is. That was the first client Drew Rosenhaus dropped in his 27 years in business. I mean, this kid's got a real problem, man. And it's a shame because he's got all the talent in the world. But here is a guy who has not been able to separate home life, partying, and how much it takes to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. Then not only did Rosenhaus drop him, but also in the same week, loses his deal with Nike. And now rumors already flying around at Nike, looking at Cal quarterback Jared Goff to sign on board, who's looking like he will be the number one pick to these Los Angeles Rams at any rate. Johnny Manziel going the wrong way, man. Seeing him buying drinks out there. He was partying at Where'd Co- you see him, Tom? Coachella? Over at Coachella, yeah, oh, man. The pictures have been out. You can probably check out the pictures on TMZ and all. It's one thing, keep going to the bar, grabbing rounds and rounds of drinks. But this guy's dancing in a ball pit like yeah. a jackass, man. Yeah. You would think, even though he's young, you would think at some point you realize the cameras are on you at all times. Especially somebody like Johnny Manziel. And this guy is just being loud, obnoxious. It's no wonder he hasn't been able to hold on to an agent. Yeah, not to mention, I mean, acting like a weirdo, acting like a turd. He still said he wants to clean up his act and play in 2016. He's got no no idea, Mark. Yeah, he's a little clueless. It's it's really starting to sound like his dad knew what he was talking about. You know, people said his dad was over the top when he came out of college and and his dad was preaching out. If he doesn't get his life back on track... He might not live till he's 24 years old, and I think it's getting to the point where it's that ugly, Marky. Yeah, he, he's a freak show, man. He, he He's bugging me out a little bit. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. There's too much money in my fucking head. Now, Coachella has a big time. ton of people there. Yeah, who, fun. Fun who show, Who else did man. you see there, Tone? Tell you what, Marky, really good time. See a lot of the celebs out there, super talented performers. Lana Del Rey put on a great show. Calvin Harris came out, surprised the crowd with Rihanna, with Big Sean. Just name after name, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, Tone, that had to be a great time. I, I, you know, I wanted to head out there with you. I was trying to drag it down, Mark. You want to jump on a red eye. These marketing events and all over here, we're trying to, you know, really build this thing up. Yeah, and I know you had a couple cocktails at the event. <laughs> that's right, that's right. I, uh... Met a few people that are looking to uh, come on the show, too. Some new guests, scheduled folks. Should be some really good stuff in the future. Hey, Mark, I appreciate your working hard while I'm out there partying with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, I saw some of those texts. Some more hot news, Tom. Conor McGregor, the the face of UFC. Maybe bigger news. Yeah, retired, out of nowhere. Dana White says, nah, not quite. But McGregor tweeted out, he's done. Yeah, it's interesting to see what angle this thing's at. McGregor's telling people that, you know, he was in that fight in Ireland. He saw a fighter that he knew get killed in the ring, saying that had an effect. I'm hearing it's a big money thing, man. Yeah. Dana White wasn't going to budge. McGregor knows he's the hot thing. That's right. Uh, McGregor didn't want to promote this fight he has coming up at UFC 200 on July 9th against Nate Diaz. He didn't want to promote the fight. And everybody knows Fighters promote their fight. It comes with the territory. Muhammad Ali promoted his fights. You name him. Mike Tyson promoted his fights. That's a part of the job description. You don't even have to be, once you get to that McGregor level, to that point of great marketing and great advertising. You just got to show up, man. He wasn't willing to come back from Ireland. Man, in this day and age, all you got to do is tweet about it. Yeah, you can sit at home (laughs) tweeting about it. Seriously. So uh, I don't know what UFC does at UFC 200, you know. There's been so much talk. They're trying to get uh, St. Pierre back in a ring, possibly. I'm hearing that as a possible main event. But nobody brings the power 
of a Diaz-McGregor fight. Let's say it like it is. He kind of got his ass kicked against Nate Diaz. He did. Maybe he fears him. Maybe he wants no part of that rematch. Well, that's interesting, man, because I'll tell you what, Diaz sure as hell doesn't look like he's going to fall anytime soon. Yeah. He's got a strong chin on him, that guy. Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah, but I think, I don't know, unless they can get Ronda Rousey to come back early, which it's seeming like she will not do. It seems like she's riding out till November. They will not have that big headline at UFC 200 that they wanted in Vegas. Yeah, that's a shame. If McGregor doesn't fight, they say they're, uh, Dana White said he's going to have a, uh, there's, there's going to be a matchup for the vacant title. So that'll be how they push it. It's simply just not as interesting as a McGregor fight, a Rousey fight, whatever. Won't be the same fight whatsoever. I'll tell you this, too. It gets a little interesting. If John Jones can pull out the victory at UFC 197, it gets interesting. Can you repitch him? Here's a guy that before McGregor was the big name in the sport. If you can bring him back as the headliner in UFC 200, it's interesting. But if he loses coming up, it's all over. Agreed. It'll be interesting to see how all this UFC stuff plays out. Dana White always seems to find a way. Figures it out, man, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He does. Tony, another one who kind of has to figure it out. Drew Barrymore. Recently divorced. On the cover of People Magazine right now. Yeah, surprised a lot of people, man. Yeah, what's going on with her, Tone? Well, just huge news, Marky. Coming out of that divorce, stunned a lot of her fans. Came out, quoted, saying that, you know, this wasn't an overnight thing. Kind of been happening for a while, but she seemed like she had finally found happiness, man. The uh, the new baby a couple years back seemed like her life had settled down. She was a wild one, Marky. Was she? How wild? Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know if you remember the story. Big childhood star. Uh, you know, came out. She was saying she was in a clubs at 12 years old, man. 12, banging cocaine. Years old. Wow. 12, 13 years old. Isn't that nuts? Wow, it is. She went on a wild run, though. A lot of different people she was dating. Um, had some wild, wild relationships. I remember the Tom Green relationship. Wow, yeah. Why would a 12-year-old need cocaine? Why? You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought it was still natural sense. at 12 Doesn't years old. Doesn't even make sense. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Drew Barrymore's career path goes now. Is she completely settled down? Is she going to get back into the wildlife now that she's single? Who knows? Doing drugs and in nightclubs at 12 and 13 years old just doesn't even make sense to me. I can't even compute that. I want to think if you're doing the drugs at that age that it is engraved in your system to be doing them forever. At any time, you can go back. I mean, her father, John Drew Barrymore, pretty big deal in the entertainment industry. Philadelphia guy lived in Rittenhouse Square where uh, I believe Drew Barrymore, his daughter, lived the early years of her life. Interesting how she even got that name. Yeah, right? They didn't really set you up for success, right? Jeez, she got a, a guy's first name. Yeah, now that I think about it, I don't know any girl named Drew. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head either, Mark. You never met a girl named Drew. No. I'm serious. Yeah, so yeah, no, that wasn't the greatest start for her. Tell you what, Marky, a lot of these celebrity kids, man, not always... That's a tough life to grow yeah, up they, in, they man. they kind of go down a rocky road, even, uh, even though they're rich as all hell. Macaulay Culkin. Miley Cyrus, man, a lot yeah, of those names. The list goes on. The list goes on. Yeah, the Kardashian kids, the whole, whole damn Kardashian family. family. I mean, Bruce is a fucking girl now. I don't yeah, know what's going on. They've gone through some stuff for sure. But, uh, yeah, these childhood stars, even like Rob Lowe, uh, was, was, went through a big drug problem in the late 80s or early 90s. I'll tell you what, speaking of sick news, man, and we brought up the Kardashians, and I know it's a little bit off topic, Mark, but O.J. Simpson just came out and said how he's going to be out in a year, and he's interested in dating either Kris Jenner, or you ready for this, or Caitlyn Jenner. So he he literally lost his mind in jail. He has lost his mind. No, no, he lost his mind way before that when he decided to murder somebody. 
I got to come, and I hate to mention it, but he probably has CTE. He could. He probably has CTE. It would make so much sense. And we all know the rumors that Khloe Kardashian is O.J. Simpson's daughter. And that's pretty wild stuff. That, that's insane. I mean, it says, really no surprise, it came out that O.J.'s had a crush on Chris for 30 years since his best friend Robert was uh, married to her. Wow. And apparently... He's into how strong mentally Bruce, Caitlin, whatever you want to call it, appears to be and how strong Willie is and comfortable in his own skin. Wow. OJ's lost it, man. Wow. Eight years in jail to do it, thing. That's even, you know, man, the disturbing news just keeps coming in this new segment. Benny, behind the glass, is shaking his head. Yeah, eyes. I know I went off looking topic looking there a little bit. Wide but I had to drop the line. I heard that. I said, that's just Benny's crazy. Benny's wondering what, what's happening in Skyfall right now. This is some freaky stuff, man. And, and you know, Tom, there's a real interesting picture out there. It's Chris Jenner sitting at the OJ trial next to Bruce Jenner, looking, you know, onto the courtroom. Where you got Robert Kardashian sitting and O.J. Simpson. Now, those are three guys, two of which, for lack of a better word, were her lovers. And O.J., who is kind of an alleged lover. It's sick, man. Might be Chloe's father. Yeah, this bro's sick, man. I know. Wild stuff. Disturbing stuff. Only in L.A. I'll tell you what, Chris Jenner might need to get checked for CTE herself. Talking about maybe her and O.J. have a future. I got news for you. Maybe Bruce Jenner had got CTE somewhere in the Olympics there. I don't know what that thing's doing. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, some other disturbing news, but uh, a little more on the lighter side. You have to check this out. Uh, The Toronto Raptors at their uh, playoff game a few nights ago dressed up their mascot, who is a Raptor, as Justin Bieber. That was insane. How does that like the team up? They put a flag on the Raptor, gave him like a side part, blonde hair on on this red Raptor. And it was probably the funniest thing I ever seen. It was insane. It was chasing around the cheerleaders. The the cheerleaders were dancing along with them. They were playing Bieber's music. You gotta remember Drake is the head of marketing over there. So that had to be a Drake idea, right? It falls on his shoulders. It had to be a Drake idea. I, I think he could do whatever he wanted out there in Toronto, Drake. But oh, that was crazy, sure. man. For sure. Guys, you gotta check this out. You gotta see this mascot dressed up as Bieber. It's ridiculously funny. It's hilarious. And not to mention the Raptors shit the bed and got blown out. <laughs> they lost by 10 to Indiana. Lost by 10. DeMar DeRozan continues to be a loser kicking out in the first round. Not get out of the first round. That's another segment, though. That's a whole other thing. There you have it, people. Hot off the mark. Speaking of Drake, though. Speaking of a hotline blinging. I know when that hotline bling. That can only mean one thing. We're Don't. blinging, ain't we? My God, Skyfall Studios lighting up. These lights are blinding in here. Benny, you gotta find a way, Ben. I told you, you gotta find a way to dim these lights. I kinda like it. I got sensitive eyes, Ben. I know you got the sensitive eyes. I kinda like well, it. You, you got your excited. sunglasses on. You got the big, big lenses on, Tone. I mean, come on. I guess that's true, but I kinda like it. It gets me excited. Folks, when we get back on episode five on the mark, Coachella, the 420 edition, we got that boy AB.
You are now on the mark with the Justin Bieber podcast. Your host, Marky Mark. Oh, we got a guy here put out a substantial amount of music to this point. Performed all around the country. Kind of like just recently removed out of a celebrity relationship. What do you think of this guy? I know you. I know you've tuned in for a while now. You were. You put me on to him. He's a talent. He's an absolute talent, Marky. Very entertaining. I'm excited for this interview, I gotta say. Yeah, for sure. A.B., you are now on the mark. How you doing, my man? Welcome to the show. Mark, Tony, Nikki, thanks for having me, guys. How you guys doing? Uh, we're great, we're great. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're real pleased to have you on tonight. This should be some good stuff from what Tony Nikki's telling me. I've heard uh, some interesting things, man. You got a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, definitely a lot going on right now. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. You've put a, uh, a lot of music out there to this point. But uh, let me ask you, what got you into rap? What, what got you started making music? Um, well, I think more than anything, guys, it was uh, my sister had an influence on me, my older sister, when I was, you know, between the ages of, you know, 8 and 12 and really starting to figure out things that I liked. Um, you know, she was, you know, a Biggie fan. She was to Tupac. And then, you know, right around that time, I started getting into the stuff that she was listening to. You know, Eminem came out. And, you know, if you ask, I mean, any white rapper, and, and they tell you that Eminem didn't have some kind of influence on why they wanted to get into to rap and hip-hop, I mean, they're, they're just lying to you. So, you know, sure. right, around, right around that time, it was just, you know, perfect timing with me taking a liking to what she had and then him putting a completely different twist on it and just, you know, changing the game. So... Um, started to listen to that stuff. I started to write a little bit around that age. Started doing little recordings and battling people on, you know, rap forums and things like mm. that. Started to realize, you know, I was pretty damn good at it and uh, had a lot of people that were telling me I was pretty damn good at it. So um, I just continued to do it. And uh, here I am, you know, 15 years later, still doing it. Right. And uh, that's a beautiful thing. Now, and, you know, like, I feel good to hear that you say you have people that were supporting you throughout the, throughout the process. But, you know, you had to have a lot of haters along the way, too. And, uh, you know, how did that affect you? You know, being a white rapper, people are quick to hate on that. So, yeah, yeah. you know, how did that affect you? How did you push through that? How do you still push through that? I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you're not making music for those people and more people talk about you, um, the more other people hear about you. So, you know, haters is just something that regardless of how good uh, you're doing, they're always going to be here. I mean, people don't hate on anybody that's doing bad. Uh, I've never met a hater that was jealous or hating on anybody that wasn't in a good position. So yeah. um, you just kind of, you know, take that as it is. and It just comes, you know, with the territory and uh Especially when you're a white rapper, people look you know, take that sometimes as an extra reason to hate on you. But um, you know, I, I really don't feel that way at this point. I think I've kind of climbed out of that and, and, and showed a little bit more than uh, maybe those people were expecting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, like a lot of the people that were probably hating on you didn't know about the things you went through and the things you've been through. You know what I mean? You, mm -hmm. you know, you got locked up. Mm -hmm. you, you did a little bit of time, you know, you know, if memory serves me correctly and uh, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, uh, possession with an intent to sell mm -hmm. and you were locked up for how long, maybe? Uh, about six months. Okay. All right. Six months. 
and yeah, uh, some 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 light time. Yeah, light time for sure for a lot of people. Time you know, nonetheless. But it is it's a, it's a thing. But yeah, most people would say yeah that's light time. People have done time they'll say that's light time. But for you and you know, it's it's a thing. It affects you. Sure. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely changes who you are as a person. Experiencing something like that. Um, you know, a little bit, you know, about that story. That, that happened when I was in college. So, you know, besides the fact that, you know, I got in trouble, I also, you know, had to drop out of school because, you know, there was just, there was no way I was going around that charge. Right, um, right, without, right. With, without going into too much detail when, you know, you have a finished up a semester and your, you know, final court date pending for March, you just kind of know that you can't start a new semester <laughs> and, sure, and, right, right. and hope, hope to get you, through it. You so, can't uh, apply for, you know, literature class when you got yes. a trial hanging <laughs> over your head. Right, right. It's a slight distraction. It's a little bit of a distraction. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, your, your lawyer, your legal team advised you, you know, you, you got to do the right thing. Right, right. A.B., this day and age. Mm. The disadvantages of being a white rapper. I mean, it seems like there's a, a ton of them. But, uh, you know, nobody knows better than you firsthand. What are some of the disadvantages of, uh, you know, trying to pursue a career in, uh, in rap? Being, well, uh, go ahead. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I would say the, the disadvantage would really only be if you suck at rapping. Um, mm. If you, if you know, if you suck and people hear something and you're not good and you're a white rapper, you just look like an idiot trying to to rap. Um, and how many people, you know, you know, come up to you and say, you know, a white guy comes up to you and says, hey, you know, I'm a rapper. And he's like, oh, great, another, another one of these, you know, fruitcakes. And um, <laughs> they 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 show, they show you something and they suck and you're like, all right, because you're white, stop rapping. Right. Um, you get clowned quick. Yeah, definitely. But but when you got it, it takes it to a whole other level. If you're good at rapping and you're being told by, you know, people who do hip hop have been surrounded by hip hop their whole lives. Um, you know, if you're doing shows and people are coming up to you after shows telling you how amazing your performance is, if you yeah. drop some videos and you're getting tons of uh, engagement on them and people sharing the videos, I mean, yeah. it, it, it helps. If you're white at that point, um, if you can really spit and you got bars, um, people are like, where the hell did this white boy come from? And then all of a sudden you're, you stand out from the crowd rather than fitting into that circle of, you know, fuck boys who just try to rap and just aren't really good at it. So for me, it's always been an advantage because I've always been a lot better. I think than a lot of uh, white rappers who have tried to do it. And, and I think you kind of see that now actually a little bit more than you ever did. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of a lot of white rappers coming out that are really skillful. I mean, you got um, you know people like um, uh, Logic and Jeezy yeah. and Action Bronson and Macklemore. Yeah. I mean, Asher Roth. I mean, those guys are unbelievable. And that all started with Eminem. Yeah, um, sure. Beastie Boys. I mean, if you got it, you got it, and it helps yeah. if you got it. And if you don't, it's it's worse. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, I've always kind of looked at it as an advantage for. For myself, more than a disadvantage. Hey, AB, you left out, you know, Bubba Sparks and uh, <laughs> Lil White. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I yeah, did. We, we're I allowed did. to leave them out. You did that intentionally. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you can't hate on somebody though no. that had a that had a hit single. You know hey, what I'm saying? So. Only takes one, baby. Yeah, only takes one. Exactly. Only takes one. 
hit a home run in the in the bottom of the ninth, people still remember you whether yeah. you had a Hall of Fame or not. Yeah, that's, that's the right way to put it. That's the yes. right way to put it. That's good stuff. Aaron Boone. Aaron, Aaron Boone, exactly. <laughs> Never forget him. Yeah, legend. <laughs> Boone hits it to deep left. That might send the Yankees to the World Series. Boone, a hero in Game 7. Right. <laughs> so, wait, B, let me ask you. Uh, I know looking back, I know that uh, if my memory serves me right, you did a little bit of time. You went through some things uh, when you were in college. I'm curious, what, what kind of effect did that have on you? I mean, when you're in a, a position where you're just kind of locked into, you know, a cell like that or locked into um, a situation where you can't do much more than kind of sit around and think and, and, and whatever you got to do, I think, you know, I use it as an opportunity for myself to write more music, uh, yeah. practice more music, um, you know, freestyle people inside. Yeah. Um, and, and, and when you're, you know, when you're in jail and you're around uh, a lot of people who do that, um, you know, different types of, all different types of people and you know you're racking and they're telling you you're good and you're like one of the only white boys in there um it it definitely builds your confidence a little bit you kind of understand if you got it or not when you're in a situation like that so i mean i came i came out i read a lot of books i came out of there with you know notepads and notepads of of rhymes um and 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 it really uh put things in perspective for me yeah put things in perspective for me to really go after when i got out and i was getting a lot of love from there uh from that it, it's hard because you got to kind of, you know, find time to, to do things. You can't just sit around and think all day and be, you know, sorry for yourself. And it definitely changes you. But you can either let it change you in a bad way or a good way. And, and, you know, fortunately for myself, I used it to my advantage. And I got out and I, you know, started doing it and I kept doing it. And I, I haven't been back since. So I've, I've stayed out of trouble and kind of, you know, let it push me forward. Yeah, you manned up a little bit. A Sounds like that wake-up call you needed, really. Yeah, for a lot oh, of yeah. People. Yeah, I, 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 wasn't, I definitely wasn't living right. I can tell you that. I mean, I was, I was out of control, like completely out of control. So, yeah. um, you know, it is, it is definitely a wake-up call when you get that. Yeah, for real. And, you know, what did your, you know, how did your family react when you said, hey, look, I'm, pers- I'm pursuing a career in music. I'm pursuing a career in rap. How did, how did your mm-hmm. family react to something like that? Um, I think that, you know, because I kind of kept it away from them for the first, you know, eight years from, what, 12 to 20. I didn't really tell them I was, you know, doing it. So when I, you know, started putting out videos and putting out songs like that, um, you know, actually, my, my, my dad was really supportive of it. You know, my mom just kind of looked at it as, you know, something I was doing as a hobby and not really taking it seriously. And I think, right. you know, both my sisters kind of looked at it that way, too. Right. I mean, they weren't thrilled, I'm sure, um, but there's yeah. things that I've, I've done in my life that they were way less thrilled about, so it wasn't. It wasn't a, a huge deal to them. I, I did a, a couple of things that were definitely a lot worse than, than hip-hop. So. And, and look, like when you got, you know, locked up, were they supportive right. through that process? Oh, like, yeah, what yeah. was their outlook like during that process? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean you're, you're never happy that no, you no, keep no, going. But, I, you know, I, I got out of, you know, I got out of, um, when, I, when I got arrested first, you know, I was there for about 48 hours before I got bailed out. Uh, you know, my dad had already got me and hooked me up with a lawyer. Um, and you felt yeah. blessed for that, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. I mean, there's nothing more important at that point in your life than, than your family and friends. So, uh, no no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, AB, so you were out of prison. You, you know, you knew what you wanted to do. You knew you wanted to pursue a career in music. You, you had a lot of lyrics written down in your notebooks. 
you know, when was the moment where, you know, you knew you said, you know, you said to yourself, hey, I'm on to something here. You know, any, any specific performance anywhere? You know, what you have going on where you said to yourself, hey, I got something here that, that could be something? It, it was probably when I put out my first video called Change For Me. Um, I had been actually putting out music for about five months, and Change For Me was about a past relationship I had and, um, you know, how it kind of fell apart due to um, drug use. Mm. And, um, you know, I made this song. Oh, yeah. Still, still relate to it. Um, of course. But, but a lot of people, uh, you know, after I put out that video, I mean, I put it out about two o'clock in the morning. I woke up and had thousands of views on it, and it was the yeah. first video I ever dropped. Yeah. And um, I had a ton of people that were posting on my Facebook wall and inboxing me and texting me and just telling me about their story and how much right. they appreciated the fact that someone made a song like that and how much they connected with it. And I think that's a lot stronger than you know, putting out just singles where people can dance to. I mean, I, yeah. I played it, played the video for someone, you know, started playing the people, you know, video for people that I didn't even know. And I remember I was uh, uh, hanging out with my uh, buddy. I think he's a good friend of, of your guys on the show too. My, my buddy, Joey Stack. Okay, yeah, we, and, we know um, Joey Stack's Yeah, you guys know Joey, right? A little too well. A little too well. Yeah, a little too well, huh? Yeah, so um, I'm hanging out with him and, uh, you know, we're sitting upstairs in his room, and uh, we're with another chick that we had just met earlier in the night, okay. playing the video. Um, and then, uh -oh. and then I, I turn around, and she's crying. Oh, um, it just, yeah, it just it hit her. It hit her so much. Wow. No, it's it great though. Oh, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. And the song has such an impact on her right. that she she's crying. I mean, that that's more than you can ask for in in music in general. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can bring that out of people and I'm, I'm definitely able to do that. I've done it, you know, several times up to this point. Um, so it's, it's definitely good to, to see people connect on that level. It's, it's a pretty extreme level. So that was the night you said, Hey, I'm on to something now. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're on to something and you just kept the momentum going forward. Uh, more recently, uh, my esteemed co-host, Tony, Nicky Jr. Told me you were, you were working with a, with a few known guys. You did a show with it with a, with a couple guys last uh, what was it last week or two weeks ago? Who'd you perform yeah. with? Uh, who'd you perform with, AB? Yeah, we did a show with the Philly Zone, Petey Craig. Um, <laughs> who, if you guys, if you guys know, um, you know, had one of the biggest Philly anthems ever um, when he linked up with Freeway and did Flipside. So, um, yeah, Petey is uh, a good friend of um, my buddy Mark Gaines, and Mark's the one that uh, books us, you know, most of the shows. We all have a, a little clique that we kind of move around with, and, um, you know, he asked Petey to do a, a show with us. We had it over at Whiskey Tango, off okay. of Bustleton in Northeast Philly. Okay. And, uh, it was, I mean, it was a great show, man. And, um, you know, it, it's always great to have him out there. I mean, he was signed to Rock Nation. You look sure. at someone like that, and he's, he's someone that... He's probably still seeing a lot of iTunes royalties off of that flip side. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's I mean, that was the anthem, man. That was one of the biggest hits. Yeah, it's, it's, a um, it's, it's pretty much a hip-hop classic, especially in Philly. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, you know, as far as shows, I mean, I've opened up for a lot of old school artists. Yeah. Um, nice and smooth. Kwame, you guys know. 
yeah, um, yeah. you know, a couple of people from the old MTV, you know, jams type of thing. I mean, okay. I did shows opening for them. So, you know, I've, I've been around a little bit, um, you know, just mostly in the Philly area. And uh, I've been on stage with some big names and performed on the same stage that a lot of huge artists have performed on. So it's always good to, it's a blessing to be able to, you know, share the stage with people like, like P. Craig. So you think, uh, <clears throat> so AP, you think you'll continue, you know, to work, you know, alongside of a guy like Petey Crack, or was that kind of like a one-time deal, you know, what's going on there? Uh, yeah, I mean, Petey, Petey's a friend, you know, so I mean, regardless right. of whether we're, you know, working on a track or whether we're just out having a couple beers, I mean, you know, we, we know that for the most part, he'll be, you know, around, uh, you know, couple weekends a month or whatever it might be so you know if we end up being around and feel like doing a track together you know we probably will but you know for the most part we just we know pd more as a friend than we do um you know an artist so right, right, um right. you know it's it's I, you know, hopefully one day we will get on a track and do something absolutely absolutely and that's a beautiful thing all right ab so you're just doing your thing with, with state property zone pd crack what do you what do you got now? What what's going on now? What's uh you know, you're in the batter's box, what's going on now? Yeah, so um I got a an album I'm gonna be putting out probably in the next month and a half to two months. Um don't have a title for it yet, but I do have all the tracks finished. I'm just working with my producer to finalize some of the beats, do some mixing and mastering and then uh, do a video or two for it um, to drop along with the album. So that'll be going up, obviously, on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll get sent over to my Pandora station, all that, yeah. you know, good stuff. And then um, we got a show that we're going to be doing uh, sometime in probably the middle of May, uh, maybe early June. And um, that's going to be actually we're linking up with a suicide prevention organization, Oh, and uh, nice. it's kind of something, something that hits close to home for me. I've had a lot of friends experience, you know, been family kind of go through experiences like that. So yeah. uh, when you when you do something like that with an organization, they help you promote it. I'll probably do something out in Manny on four. We're lining up the venue right now, and then fifty uh, percent of the proceeds that we make from the show and the donations will be going to um, the Philadelphia chapter over there. So yeah. um, you know that's going to be exciting. We'll probably have like four or five artists. It's not going to be like your typical club bar you know go crazy drinking type thing it's going to be personable a little dinner session um, kind of an acoustic thing that you would see on like you know the mtv live type of things that they do the revolt tv session things like that so um go along with that um you're gonna have a video for the the main song we're gonna be promoting called please don't jump um it's it's an absolutely crazy epic song that's going to be released and it's basically yeah yeah so, um, you know, crazy epic song, pretty much about, you know, me putting myself in a position to see not only how someone committing suicide, you know, is in their thought process when they're about to do something like that, but also how it affects the people around them. So just want to, you know, make people aware that um, there is help um, if they're going through something like that. So that's be cool. a positive message. Absolutely. For sure. Man, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, you know, to get new listeners, to get new fans, you know, it's not easy. Marketing is a very big deal. How are you, you know, finding new supporters, finding new listeners? How do you go about something like that? Besides being on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Sure. 
You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, you, you definitely, you definitely have to first of all um, have your own website. I mean, Google rankings are huge, so all your traffic from all those social media, um, you know, websites should be driven to something like your website. Um, that's you know one of the problems with people trying to do what they do, and why you know, hear and see so much shit is, is people don't have a business mind going into this stuff. They think they can post a song on Facebook and SoundCloud, and someone's just gonna you know call them and say, "Hey, I love your single. Here's a million bucks." <laughs> um, right, right, but, right. but you have <laughs> to be a nice way to you know, know it if it worked yeah, that way. That could be, that could be okay. yeah. But uh, you know you have to establish your base. I mean, there's so many different ways that people discover new music. One of them's obviously through live shows. But how these people hear about your live shows, they have to be following you. You're not just gonna you know walk into somewhere one day and discover that the way it be. Right. Um, so you know you you drop your albums, you do all that stuff along with it. The YouTube, the SoundCloud. Um, I did something that's actually getting me you know more fans than anything. I'm not spending any time on marketing anymore. Um, and what I did was when I put out my first official EP and my first official album, I applied uh, to send it over to Pandora. Okay. Uh, Pandora, you know, Pandora takes about uh, three you know, months or four months to even get back to you because there are so many people submitting to Pandora and they only accept, you know, stuff that um, is well produced and and, and good, um, in their yeah. opinion. So, sure. um, about four months, you know, after I applied there, I got a notice that my submission had been accepted. And now, mm. um, every, you know, they gave, they gave me my own channel. It's that boy, AB radio on Pandora. Mm. Um, and, and what's going on right now is every time I distribute an album, you know, it goes on the iTunes and all, you know, iHeartRadio, Xbox music, Amazon, yeah. Google play, everything nice. like that. But then it also goes on to my Pandora station. Um, nice. And then Pandora actually takes your music and they put it in this algorithm and then they put you in the channels and put people on your channels that you sound like. So people are actually discovering me through places like Drake Radio, and J. Cole Radio, Logic nice. Radio, and G. Heasy Radio. Nice. Uh, and that's kind of that's kind of the algorithm they came up for who I found most alike. So people are accidentally finding me. Um, liking my music, they hear something, they Google me, they follow me, and then they buy my music, and that's kind of how it's been for the last year now. I, I haven't spent a, a dime on, on anything except for, you know, doing my music videos pretty much. And I'll tell you what, that's a beautiful thing. Now, you know, like you said, Pandora's comparing you to J. Cole, Drake, you know, your music sounds similar to those guys. Who do you compare your music to? Who inspired you? You know, where are you, uh, what, what's your stance on something like that? Yeah, well, different different ages definitely have different influences, and you always try to keep up a little bit with what's modern, but you also, and that's mostly for production, but you also want to stay true to yourself. Um, for the most part, just because of, you know, me, I guess, being well-spoken, enunciating my words, um, they find me, you know, would be similar to people like um, Drake and Juicy. That's, that's most, most of the comparisons I've gotten. Right, um, from people recently, in the industry. Right, have been, um, have been Drake. Uh, more than anything, a uh, little bit of uh, the game mixed mm. in there. I think yeah. that's just the, the tone of voice kind of thing. And then, right. uh, obviously, if you're a white rapper, they, they always want to compare you with other white rappers. So I get the, you know, the logic, the GED, the Mac Miller, which I'm not really a fan of because I don't just compare white just because you're white. I don't right. think I kind of kind of hang with anybody, but that that's what it's been so far. Most mostly Drake, though, I would say. Rightfully so. That's cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Now, AB. We talked about your following in the music industry. You dated a girl who had a very big following 
in a totally different type of industry. And that might have been quite the experience for a lot of guys, but you you took it in stride. You handled it very well. AB, real quick, I want to welcome you to the X-Files. Benny, hit the music. This is the x Now, you were very well known for dating a dating a gal who starred in the adult film industry. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys might be intimidated by something like that. A lot of guys might say, hold on, let me take a step back, let me reevaluate the situation, see if I want to delve into this thing. I got a jealousy issue. Sure, there be <laughs> a lot of that too. Jealousy, sure. control. And I'm too crazy for that shit, Mark. I'll tell yeah, you what. Tony, you're not built for something like that. I'm not that. built for that. My, <laughs> my head can't handle shit like that. But, A.B. can. Lead us into it, A.B. You know, how did that... How does it start? Right. How did it start? Number one. Uh, that's, a, uh, that's a good question. So, uh, this chick uh, is someone I guess I met up at college, actually. Okay. What was dating someone that I knew through uh, some friends. I guess, you know, after college, a couple of years down the road, I, I mean, I never talked to her. I, I didn't really uh, ever, you know, hang out with her or anything like that. But, you know, she moved to Philadelphia with her boyfriend. You know, I guess they were, you know, having some type of relationship issues and uh she found me on twitter and hit me up and ended up meeting her somewhere in philly that night and partying with her and then just uh ended up hanging out with her from there and uh you know she uh she loved your boy (laughs) (laughs) so you you met at a house party uh we met at a house party at college but we met back up i think it was uh what was that edm club that was in philly for a while there everybody used to go yeah. Lit? Yeah, lit. Yeah, met met at lit, and then, uh, you know, kind of took it from there. Because she was kind of more or less based out of Hollywood, L.A., right? She did her work out there, yeah. Okay. Now, when you first met her, did you know she was, you know, an adult film industry type of broad? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that going into it. Okay. Did you ever see any of her videos going into it? Uh, one or two. Okay, so you did. All right. You know what you yeah. were working with. No, no. I mean, you got, you got, you got to uh, do some research. Yeah, you do your research, and there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, you know, I think many of our listeners would agree there. But uh, let me hit you with this: Can we tell our listeners which adult star we're talking about right now? Uh yeah, it was uh, Jackie Joy. Jackie Joy, Tone. Blonde bombshell. Tony, are you familiar with Jackie Joy? I'm familiar with her through AB, I'll be honest with you. Oh, okay. All right. See, I, all right. Tony and Nikki, I get that a little more than you know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they seem to know her through me. I knew AB first. I'll say that. So if Jackie Joy's listening, AB's the talent in that relationship. Okay. I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, what kind of, you know, when it comes to making things official with an adult film industry celebrity. You know, what kind of, what do they put you through to make it official? I mean, I just think at that point, I mean, I'm a you know, 23-year-old at the, kid. At the time. 
at the time, and you know, you're a you're a kid. You experience a lot of shit in your life, and <laughs> you, you think you think that it'd be pretty fucking cool to uh, you know date date someone that that fucks like a champ for a living. Right, so, right. Um, you know, just kind of got into it and, and enjoyed the first couple of months, and then uh, yeah. all, uh, all backfired a couple months after that. Okay. Now, real quick, we're, we're going to get into how it backfired, but I got to tell you what, I'm, I'm a big fan right now of this Mia Khalifa. You know, you know, you know this broad? I'm looking to meet uh, her. Yeah, she, she's a bad bitch. Um, she's bad. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I've seen some of her videos. She, uh, oh, okay. she, got, she got famous off of the uh, throwing a, a turban on her head and dressing up, uh, I guess, like she was Muslim, and that caused a riot with a lot of people, and, you know, people get offended by everything sure. nowadays, so sure. um, she got a lot of leverage off of that and uh, momentum and, you know, kept it going, so she's, she's making a lot of money right now, I'll tell you that. Oh, for sure. Now, now have you ever met a, you know, have you ever met Mia Khalifa? I haven't met Mia Khalifa, no. All right, but you wouldn't object to meeting her. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, most people would be lying to you if they said they, they objected something like that. You, you'd take her out for a, for a steak dinner or something like that? Uh, if she paid for it, yeah. Okay, yeah, uh, of course. That's, that's, that's not the one that you take on dates. <laughs> that's the new rule in 2016. The women have to pay on the first date. This is 2016. Oh, yeah. This is equal rights. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, pay. Yeah, I mean, they, they got to... They got to split the bill. They got to you need know, to hold up their end. They got to do what they got to do. And now, if, that, if that's a classy broad, you're looking to take care of and maybe, you know, take something to the next level, obviously you're paying. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't pay them, uh, them adult film stars. But guess what? If they're paying, I want the bottled water right off the bat. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. The aquapana right off the bat. Not Aquafina. <laughs> Mark's more of a tap water guy for the most part. <laughs> Unless they're paying them tap water, then they're paying them with the Aquafina. There you go. <laughs> now, back into the X-Files, folks. You said the things kind of came off the rails with Jackie Joy. Very famous chick. How did, how did it fall apart after, you know, a nice start? What went wrong with that? Well, I think we moved a little too fast first off, um, you know, about four or five months after, uh, you know, we started seeing each other, we moved in, and then, um, oh, wow. you know, that was too quick. And you were living happened. with her in Philly or LA? We're both. Uh, South Philly, actually, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, so we had, interesting. We, had a spot, we had a spot there, and um, I swear to God, man, it was like, yeah, as soon as I signed the lease and everything was moved in. There was a flip that was just completely switched, and I just didn't even know who the hell I was living with. <laughs> no way! All right. Yeah. So it was like you, you made a deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually thought about it that way multiple times, to be honest with you. That's exactly uh, what I felt like I was going through in, in this couple of years, though. So. Wow. So it lingered on. It wasn't a couple months. It wasn't a couple weeks. It wasn't a couple of days. This went on for a couple of years, folks. That's yeah, a big, you know, that's a big commitment. You only got one life to live. This isn't batting practice, folks. Right? Right. Tony, am I right? Tony's not in his head. Tony's lost his mind, ain't he? He's he's you know rehearsing all types of shit that went wrong in his love life. Hey, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> so, AB, you realized? Hey, what did I do over here? I made a deal with the devil. You you know. You said to yourself, 
What the hell's going on in this house? Where'd you take it from there? This is, you know, a lot of people do and, you know, think they know what was going on during that time period. And, you know, I kind of let the situation handle itself. I wasn't talking about it too much. I, you know, at some point, you know, the truth all comes out. So I just kind of let it play out. I, I did what I could to get out of the thing. Um, there was reasons I couldn't get out of it for a while, which I really won't get into because, mm. you know, it's just past the point at this time. It's mm. not really worth talking about. But, um, you know, you just had to cut it off at some point. I, I stopped talking um, to her and giving her the responses she wanted and, and letting her get under my skin. And uh, I actually haven't talked to her for about two and a half years at this point and uh, well, never better, bud. Never better. Good for you. Right, good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, it's hard to get away from them nuts. Uh, it's tough sometimes. Yeah, tell me about it, bud. It's, uh, it's, it, was, it was straight out of a movie. It was like freaking Swim Fan. Yeah. Starring the legendary... God rest his soul, Robin Williams. Oh, yeah, it's my guy. Tony, who you were good friends with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we spent a couple days at a nut house together. <laughs> Rufio, if I'm a maggot burger, why don't you just eat me? You two-toned, zebra-headed, slime-coated, pimple-farming, paramecium brain, munching on your own mucus, suffering from Peter Pan envy. What's a paramecium brain? I'll tell you what a paramecium is. That's a paramecium. It's a one-celled critter with no brain that can't fly. Don't mess with me, man. A.B., I, I think something, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are curious about. You know, and, and I'm going to say it, and I'm not proud to ask it, but, you know, I don't know a ton of guys who are in serious relationships with big-time porn stars. How was the sex? It's a little bit of give and take, Mark. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's great at the beginning. Um, some of the other stuff, aside from the sex, and it is a lot of fun. Um, uh, but at, at the end of the day, uh, when you look, you know, look back at it, it's it's hard to be in, in romance and in lust and, and love with someone who does it for a living. So yeah. you don't know if, if someone's really into it, if they're not, if they're, you know, if they feel a connection, if they don't, um, it's hard for you to feel a connection knowing that someone does it for, for a living. If they're think. acting or if they're keeping it real. Yeah, I mean, it takes a toll on you at some point and you kind of end up wanting the person for yourself at some point, even though you went in knowing what you were getting into. But um, at the end of the day, your relationship take compromise. And I think on both sides, you know, all jokes aside, when you were uh, not willing to compromise the way that each other wanted each other to compromise so yeah um you know it kind of fell apart now let me ask you a question did you bring her to family functions holidays birthdays etc no not yeah. i mean you know a couple dinners here and there um, you know dinners. but but at the end of the day um uh, mom and dad and are never never happy about uh you you know potentially being with uh, an adult film star so um, that's something that you're fighting along with everything else that you're going through in that relationship, and it just takes a toll. Now, an AB, is she, like, proud of it to the point of, you know, she doesn't want you to introduce her in any other way? I don't know. I mean, at this point, you know, I don't know what she's doing these days. Um, I, I, I know, like, you know, back in the day, I mean, there's definitely some kind of air about being Jackie Joy. Um, but I've noticed with a lot of adult film stars, they, they tend to have a bigger head and think that they're bigger than they actually are uh, yeah. because they're getting, they're getting pumped up by agents and managers and people all day telling them they're, you know, sexy and want to fuck them right, and, right, right. you know, this and that. So they, they, they take all this in on a daily basis and um, they become, you know, very 
uh, insecure. And that's, that's not with just porn stars. I mean, that's with anything. I mean, if you're getting that type of attention, there's, there's a lot of things that you could or could choose not to be insecure about. It's, uh, you know, it's a little give and take there. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, let's be honest. I mean, I, I didn't even need you to explain this to me before I knew dating and actress, dating a porn star. That's like a fucking Rubik's Cube, Tone. You gotta figure some shit out, man. That, that, that's out of control. I mean, I'll tell you what, to date these girls, any girls these days, man, you need a master's degree or a doctorate to get by. It's a lot to figure out. It's a lot to figure out. Now, let's add something even crazier to the equation. Now, we're, we're advancing now from algebra to calculus here, AB, so stick with me. What was it like dealing with Jackie Joy's goofball followers on social media when you had a, a major social media following of yourself? Uh, at the time, and you still do. What was that like? Well, here's the thing, uh, Mark. You know, her, her followers are old men and, and pretty much losers who are right, right. desperate desperate <laughs> for, for vagina. So they're going to do anything <laughs> and say anything um, to, to see if, like, she'll, you know, have their back. You know, they're, they're, like, their dream is to meet, you know, someone who sucks dick for a living and <laughs> And they just kind, of, they just kind of want to back whatever she says. She could be, she could say, "Fucking two plus two is eighty-three," yeah. and these people will say that she's a hundred percent right, and I'm an asshole, and they want to kill me. So, um, were you, you know, getting death threats? It, it, yeah, death I, I was getting death threats, and uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was humorous. So, I mean, you I didn't, you didn't know, it, shit. Yeah, it's funny. It you know, is. they're just they're fanboys. And, and that's what they are. <laughs> right, right, right. Wow. Tone, and you got many a death threat after failed bad predictions. Right, Tone? Tone, I mean, come on. I'll tell you what, Marky, when Russell Wilson threw that interception in the Super Bowl. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, I got more death threats than you could ever imagine. My God, you, you went into hiding, didn't you? I went into hiding. I left the country for about three months, came oh, back full God. beard, shaved head. Oh, my God. Uh, I heard you were um, soon as that interception was thrown. You actually literally had an escape route and a slide yeah. that was going from the apartment window right down to the to the taxi outside of that strip club, and you got the hell out of that strip real quick. Like Doctor AB, I cracked open a bottle of McCown 18 as they were driving down the field as Lynch ran that ball. And uh -huh. next thing you know, like Batman, I was out my escape route after they uh, intercepted that pass. Yeah, they, uh, they they ended up boarding that place up. It was it was legendary. ESPN's talking about making a thirty for thirty about it. What if I told you he wasn't the greatest? That sometimes it is a matter of life and death. That no one. Cannot run the truth. ESPN's critically acclaimed 30 for 30. Yeah, I heard first Scott Mantoa had reached out to you, and uh, a couple things just, you know, they couldn't get the legalities of it right in my right, title right, too right. much. No, no, that's okay. No, yeah, in fact, we don't want ESPN to also escape. had the title, though. It was SVP versus TNJ, the great escape. Right. The great escape. Right, right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. And, and hey, AB, let's be honest, it'll, it'll be big for this podcast if. Tony Nicky Jr. gets his own 30 for 30, huh? We got a couple oh, yeah. things to sign. We got yeah. a couple things to talk about. Still going through the legal process. For sure. A couple things I can't cool. get out there. 
For sure. Well, well you got a couple of things that, that have been in the works. Whatever happened to uh, your little appearance that you had on Keeping Up with the Kardashians? I made a comment about Caitlyn Jenner. And I got uh-huh. thrown off set so goddamn fast it was out of control. Right, they scratched the episode, right? They, they ended up having to scratch the episode. Turns out, this was before he came out as Caitlyn. And I had right. made a comment. It got real touchy. I thought I was making a joke. Make a long story short, ended up being true. Yeah. Right, right. And I unbelievably outran uh, Lamar Odom in his... Uh, Seven five seven nine wingspan. I already, you know, kind of nipped your shirt. You just barely got away, and then they just said, "Hey, we got to scrap this fucking episode here." Luckily for me, AB, he was on about one hundred fifty milligrams of Percocet, so I got <laughs> right, out of there right. quickly as shit. <laughs> if it wasn't for that, that I was in trouble. That's your swap. It really helped me. The drug abuse helped me in that regard. I believe he was wearing a, a fake James Harden beard. It was like a fan giveaway a couple of weeks prior. He had lost his mind by that point, Mark. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. He thought you were James Harden. So, between what your girl did for a living, between the goofball followers she had on social media, between the trust issues, between the roommate issues, uh, what was the crescendo, AB? What was the... The blow-up. What was the final chapter, the final countdown that blew the whole thing up that you said, forget about it, I'm done with this, it's time to move on to the next one and continue to pursue my career and worry about bigger and better things? When I broke up with her the last time and, um, you know, she always found a way to blackmail me into getting her back, but uh, she definitely went out of her way to try to fuck some of my associates. Oh, uh, no. You know, after that, uh, that's just, uh, that's the end, you know? Yeah, that's it. That's it. So she cheated on you in the end. She fucked a few of your friends. She slept off a few of your friends. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as much as I guess you can say a porn star uh, cheated. No, I mean, we we were moved out at that point. We weren't living in the same spot. But, I mean, I guess as much as you can say it's cheating, because, I mean, she was doing it. While we were together anyway, I mean, that was her job, so... Yeah. You have to yeah, accept it. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, Bullshit. Wasn't, it wasn't too much different, but when it, you take it to a personal level, just to be a spiteful little cunt, then, uh, you know, that's, wow. that's, kind of, that's kind of the end of it. And there you have it, folks. Jackie Joy. Jackie Joy. The spiteful little cunt. A spiteful little cunt. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think a lot of guys might describe their ex-girlfriend that same way, whether she was a porn star or not. So, AB, yeah. don't, you know, don't feel any remorse about saying uh, something like no. that. I'm sure a couple guys have gone there. A couple guys, yeah. more than a couple guys. A couple guys uh, every week go through something like that. Right, I mean, porn stars aside, I mean, girls do it sometimes, guys do it sometimes. The letter, if you want to label it because of, you know, she was who she was or not, it just, you know, yeah. it happens. Yeah, now, now, now. Man, I'll tell you what, that's a unique perspective, AB, on the uh, life of dating and... Uh, a porn star, a serious relationship with a well-known porn star. So with that being said, we're going to let you take an exit right out of the X-Files. God bless. Nice job, by the way. You did your thing. But you're out of there now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Something you can hang your hat on. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a plaque on the wall. Yeah. In fact, maybe we'll do a thing on the Sky, sky Full Studio. Love it. With a big, we'll do that in gold. You know, a Hall of Famer for putting up with that. Yeah. Well, oak and gold. You, you gotta have a heart of gold. 
to put up with something like that. I couldn't do it. God bless you. I know I couldn't do it. Oh, man. I would have ended up busted into one of her scenes, pissed drunk. Tony, I thought you were going to say busted somewhere else, but okay, keep going. And killing half the set. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. God almighty. No, it's, it's, a, it's a definitely a compliment to be able to, uh, you know, get into somebody that's, uh, you know, had Mandango in her and make her feel good. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> got to you gotta chalk, it up, chalk it up as a win. You're, that's some LL Cool J lyrics. Yeah, yeah Mandingo. Man, that's good stuff. I'll tell you what, that's a win, AB, for sure. Man, I'll tell you what, that's some good stuff. Uh, you got a lot coming up. What What's totally on deck right now? What's going on next right now? Right now, it's the studio session, getting the album finished, setting up the next show, and, and promoting uh, suicide prevention, uh, dropping the video to correlate with the album and that show, and then uh, ultimately just updating the website, doing some live streaming, and um, you know, getting some more tracks on Pandora and Spotify for people to get some free music so I can uh, show love to the people who have been showing me love. I'll tell you what, that's a beautiful thing. And for all our listeners, what's that website called so they can check you out? Yeah, the website's uh, pretty simple. Just my name, www.datboyab.com. Uh, some updates on there, a, a couple blog posts. You'll see some music videos so you really get to know a little bit about me and my story just listening to the music and, uh, and viewing those videos. Folks, there you have it. Thatboyab.com. AB, we out. are very excited for you to drop your next track. Make sure you check him out at the website. AB, thank you for coming on the mark. AB, thank my you, Tony and Nikki. It was a pleasure, my boy. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I'll tell you what, Marky. The guys over there at Mr. Green Thumb, the work they do on lawn and all types of lawn care products. I mean, these guys get your grass greener than anything I have ever seen. I've been a loyal customer for the last five years, man. They do a phenomenal job. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. Give them a call. They're giving out a free consultation for their first time through. You are now on the mark with your hosts, Mr. Marky Mark and Tony Nicky Jr. Folks, you are back on the mark. Episode 5, Coachella, the 420 edition. 
Loving that Verizon Wireless hotline tone. AB, man, he's a... Uh... His career's trending upwards. He's going to be signed to a major label sometime really soon. Yeah, that guy's a real talent, man. Only up and up. And uh, that Verizon Wireless hotline, that was a good gig to get into. Yeah, for sure. They they, they set it off for us, don't they? Yeah, man. That's, that's good stuff. I was expecting such a good hookup, man. But that's thank nice. Thank you, Verizon Wireless. And, of course, we can't forget to thank our other sponsor, Ron John Surf Shop. Folks, all your surfing and aquatic needs, check out Ron John. Been around for a long time. Household name. Summer's right around the corner. Get ready to ride some waves and enjoy that summer sun. Ron John style. Guys, got another new segment to hit you with tonight. You're dead to me. Yeah, Marky, this will be a good segment. Kind of a uh, group of people we've given up on. We've kind of lost all faith in this group. Yeah, we're fed up. We're fed. We've had enough of it. Yeah, I can only so. give too much. I can only give so much to somebody. There's only so much tolerance involved in life. Exactly. This is one of them girls, you know. I heard some things. She's in another serious relationship. I'm tired of the serious relationships. Absolutely. I mean, her her list of exes, whether it's husband or boyfriends or flings, what have you. Bozos, nonetheless. Bozos, and uh, frankly, Tony, it looks like uh, it could be a Coachella lineup all in itself. Do- doesn't it? She likes her musicians, She huh? does. A bunch of performers, man. All performers, all entertainers, so she, she's got something in mind. And so this week's You're Dead to Me? Katy Perry. Katy Perry, you're dead to us, man. And, and I went over the edge... Benny, get the shovels, get the lime. Let's start digging that grave. Yeah, he already started digging that hole, but I'll tell you what, Marky, this girl, I'm so over it. And then it came out, she's dating another dingling in Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom, Just wow. to me, I'll tell you what, I can't get over the guy's Troy character when he was such a punk. I just wanted him to die oh, so much. Punk and Troy and kind of a punk in Pirates of the Caribbean. Why well, just and, and for some reason, I can't get over that. I think he's a punk in real life. Well, hold on. Uh, you know, I love this word, dingling. You, This is your new word now? Dingling? Every guy's a dingling. Not every guy, but there's a couple of them out there. It's a very specific thing. So for our listeners, run through the run through the list of her exes, who she's been with. I'm not gonna go all the way back, Mark, you know, when she was real young, but you know, it was a huge deal when she married Russell Brand. They were so in love, they were gonna last forever. That was that one of them Hollywood couples, and they got divorced, you know, that was heartbreaking. Then it was Robert Ackroyd. Okay, musician. Another Robert musician, Ackroyd. you know. She was into him for a while. That was supposed to be a big thing back in like 2012, I think yeah. it was. Then after that, it was the real annoying John Mayer. Okay. Guy who rubs me the wrong way also. Oh, he's been with a, quite a few ladies quite himself. Quite a few ladies. You know, those guys who could just sing and got a great voice, I get jealous of that. Yeah. I think it's maybe a little jealousy thing. Yeah, sure. You could just hit a couple notes and you're going to be able to sleep with any of these women. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she had John Mayer for a while and he was supposed to be the one. That one lasted a little while. Okay. That ended, she got with Twilight star Robert Pattinson. Okay, another entertainer. Another one. He was in that wacky relationship with yeah. Kristen Stewart, so you know he's a little messed yeah, up in the head. He's, he's kind of soft, too. Chick flick guy. Exactly. You know, Kristen Stewart was running around with the producer on him. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and he was still going to get back with her. Another kind of yeah, loser, Timmy. Yeah. Then this one was rumored, not necessarily positive, but a guy who definitely would have been performing at Coachella, Diplo. Okay. I think she had a little stick with him. 
Yeah. He's a little older looking too, Diplo. Yeah. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's got an older look to him at yeah. the very least. And now, of course, it's coming out of Orlando Bloom. So, of mm. course, this now away from the singers. But, you know, all our, all our relationships are so in the public eye. Yeah, they are. And it's are. always with some soft guy. It doesn't work out, but she's so in love. I'm over it. I think she's, uh, besides being known for her music, I think uh, she's known for her social media presence. I think she's one of the top people followed on Twitter. Yeah, in the world. I'm going to say this. It doesn't surprise me. Beautiful girl. Yeah, yeah, You know, I'm going to twist it. I'm not stupid. Beautiful, beautiful girl, but I can't deal with somebody in and out of relationships like that. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. It's not worth the hassle. It makes her seem washed up. You know, you're that hot. You got that much money. You're that famous. How do you bounce around? Maybe you're a little damaged? Yeah. Damaged goods a little bit? She's kind of what she gives off a little bit. She's been with a ton of known guys now. It's not even like she goes the J-Lo route and dates like a backup dancer. Or Britney Spears dating a, marrying a backup dancer. At least that lasts for a couple years. Yeah, she's all in the limelight with big time names. Maybe so, that's what's so annoying. It's a little washed like, up, Like, you man. gotta be a big name, too. Yeah, it bugs me, doesn't it, it? It's washed up. How old is she, Benny? 31 now. 31. Interesting. I actually would have predicted still the late 20s. Interesting, yeah. I mean, she's now 31. She's been with serious relationships with quite a few guys. I think most girls would like to be married around 31. Uh, she doesn't have any kids, right, Ben? No, no kids. No kids? I mean, she was only married to Russell Brand for 14 months. You yeah, a little over a year. Not even enough time to make kids. Exactly. So, uh... She might be all twisted upstairs. All twisted up upstairs. Still a very pretty girl, though. I'll give her that. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. There's no doubt about it, but uh, I don't know if it's her that's dead to me or or the... Whoever in the media that keeps deciding to push her relationship story, yeah, that jackass is on my nerves. Probably more than her. Yeah, seriously. Because I don't care what she's doing. I don't care either. I think she makes music for like teenagers, teenage girls. I don't think her music's all that relevant to to no, me. She's or in the you. she's the teenage to the to the early twenties yeah. demographic for sure. Did she ever do a Super Bowl halftime show? I, yeah, 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 two years she's ago. A, yeah, two years. She's ago. another one of With those the dancing Bowl. sharks. The epic dancing sharks. Yes, you're right. We fit them in the grave too. You're right. We'll yeah, bury them get in the grave too. I'll tell you what, Super Bowl halftime show. They really uh, settled down since that Janet incident. Yeah, they've called safe routes Janet every year. And JT. Yeah, they're not going to do anything stupid. And guess what? Now. That was the best one. I'll take a nipple any day of the week. Oh, I'll tell you I, what. Absolutely. Absolutely. It felt so You know, the, the halftime shows didn't settle down that much because Beyonce caught all that heat. She all did the, catch a little heat. Yeah, so, but Katy Perry's went over well. I think it was made fun of a lot because of those dancing sharks. But an otherwise successful halftime show, I suppose. Her music never really did it for me. Yeah, you know, not, she's not our demographic. We're not her demographic, excuse me. Her relationships just don't do it for me. Oh, that's the worst part in the world. But yeah. now you're now you're making me think maybe she's not the one dead to me. Maybe it's the, the whoever the media outlet is. Yeah, letting yeah. this go on. 
Yes. Yeah. This, is, this is horrible. The media pushes her private life way too hard. It's just not that interesting. And not only that, the guys she dates are fairly corny. That's probably why I hate it a lot, but not only that, they haven't been together long enough to even make it a story. Right. I'm hearing about it two months in, how in love they are. I can't deal with it. Yeah, you hear two months in, how in love they are, and then you hear they're broken up. She must be a handful, Tone. You've dealt with many many a lady. I've dealt with some handfuls. Yeah. My over-under is higher than six months, though, I gotta say. Yeah. I gotta be over-under a year is the bet. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, hey, with that being said, Katy Perry... Frankly, whether it's your fault or the paparazzi slash media's fault, you're dead to me, regardless. Rest in peace. (laughs) Gotta thank Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville for catering tonight's show, episode 5, Coachella, the 420 edition. Boy, Jimmy Buffett's built an empire, Tone. I'll tell you oh, what. Oh, man, that was some good food, too. I was surprised. That's co- fresh seafood. That coconut shrimp. Folks, you can find Jimmy Buffett's frozen food in any of your local grocers, frozen food sections. I mean, this stuff is delicious. Tell you what, Mark, you would never know it. That shrimp is to die for. It's delicious. Yeah, like they caught it yesterday, man. Exactly, exactly. Also, of course, we have the Jimmy Buffett Margarita Blender and Mixer. Here at Skyfall Studios. This thing whips up a great margarita. These are good. I'm not a oh tequila guy. Either. Me either. Good. Me either. I haven't had tequila since I was in Vegas. I, I swore it off. But this Jimmy Buffett product is too good to pass down. I would argue people probably swear off tequila more than anything else in the world. Absolutely. That is a dangerous, dangerous drink. Skyfall Studios, folks. We got the best margarita in the city now thanks to Jimmy Buffett. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. We love you. Tone, just got some breaking news. Hot off the mark. Former pro wrestler, bodybuilder. You probably remember her from her days with D-Generation X. Are you ready? Hey, think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us China. Just passed away. No way. 45 years old. Really? You just saw that on the, uh, what, you saw it on Twitter? Yep, yep, saw it on Twitter. Um, that's crazy to me. She was young. Oh, 45. That goes back to those. I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I loved pro wrestling back then when it was the big names. Yeah, Degeneration sure. X. The Attitude Era, late 90s, early 2000s. Phenomenal. Awesome. China was a big part of uh, that DX. Absolutely. Yeah. She dated X Pac for a long time. <laughs> that's right. And uh, she was also known for that sex tape. Yeah, with X Pac. Yeah. She had a big falling out with Vince McMahon and WWE, from what I know. Uh, I actually am pretty sure that they both did. And I'll tell you yeah. what, X Pac really got into drugs for a long time himself. Right, right. And uh, well, a lot of those wrestlers do. Hate to say it. No, nah, it's the truth. But that's crazy, man. I- I'm not, you know, I hate to say this. I'm not surprised she passed away. No. You know, uh, obviously wrestling takes a toll on somebody's body, but she always looked like an absolute freak to me. Um, she, she had a chin like a, a pro boxer, a man. She did? Uh, I'm kind of sure she someone. did a ton of steroids. All of them do, man. Yeah. So many of them have died young, even over crazy incidents. I remember when Chris Benoit died, killed, yeah. they killed his oh, wife yeah, and kid, yeah. killed well, himself. That was a big deal. I mean, Owen Hart. Sure. Well, Owen Hart, that was a disaster Ed, live. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero was a big name. Uh, the Ultimate passed. Warrior recently. I mean, these guys are pretty young. Yeah. Away, yeah. Like, and then speaking of Owen Hart, even Bret Hart, I know, I think is battling yeah. something now. Yeah, he's he looks, sick. He's completely 
completely changed. Yeah. Absolutely. Razor Ramon. Yeah, he's alive. But does not. But, look but went good. through a horrible stint. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you know, sad to hear China pass. I'm always sad to hear when anybody passes. Yeah, but she was uh, young. Uh-huh. Yes, surprising, surprising. Another uh, female who uh, you could say was controversial in her day and age, Harriet Tubman, just announced today, going on the twenty dollar bill. Isn't that insane? The repl- end of Andrew Jackson replacing the great Andrew Jackson. The guy saved banking in America. Pretty surprised when I read that. Yeah. If I was to go first female or first African American on on, on a on a bill, I don't know if I would go Harriet Tubman. That's interesting. What do you got there? That's maybe, interesting. Maybe the the great MLK. MLK. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, can you not go MLK? Denzel Washington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think I'd go MLK, Tone. Harriet Tubman. I mean, you're going back. You're going way back, you're, man. Yeah. Not, not that, not that the people in the money today, you know, they're all going way back too. So that's not the standard. But just for a new face on a new bill. I mean, I don't even know when was the last time they decided to put a new face on a bill. Really? I think that's the truth. You know, I have no idea that answer, Marky. I'm just as shocked it wasn't MLK, uh, or for a female, maybe. Uh, Rosa Parks? Maybe Rosa Zach Parks. Crazy? Yeah, I mean, I just, I wonder what brought them to Harriet Tubman. My guess is a lot of thought went into it. Sure, of course. Interesting, though. Interesting. Definitely. Harriet Tubman, uh, you know, a heroic figure of her time. Underground Railroad. True pioneer. True hero. Definitely going way back, though. Yeah. With Harriet Tubman. I mean, I guess a lot. All these guys on the bills are from way back, though. Yeah, sure. Really? Sure. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I just think it's interesting that they're changing the bills. Yeah, it's 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 interesting more than anything. Yeah. And obviously well, the other bills are still what, good what, to use, right? That's yeah, still a that's, fine form of currency. They're just going to kind of weave themselves out. So all those Andrew Jackson bills stay in circulation? They have to stay in circulation. I mean, really, I mean, they just redid the 20 not too long ago for, you know, like security. All these bills, yeah. right? All the different colors now on the bills and all? Right. You can't be getting rid of all of them right now. Right. And you know why they made the new 20s, because I got all the old ones. That's why. You know how many $20 bills I had to lay down on a on a bar? I need to retire from that bar scene, Tone. It gets expensive, man. I know that's right. You go out Price and... Price sure as hell ain't going down. You go out and you lay down $20 bills. You lay down Tubman's. I think that's going to be the new, the new phrase, Tone. When we fill up your, you know, your jacuzzi out there with ice and beer... This summer. That's going to be called the Tubman. Oh, okay. I like it. I like them greenbacks. I like them greenbacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you know how you got the two of them. One we'll use as a big cooler. Well, yeah. That's how we always do it. Right, right, right. You don't got to tell me twice. Right, 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 right. I don't know if our uh, listeners can visualize that properly. I guess that. Yeah, it's nothing crazy. Oh, well, that's not what we were going to originally use it for, but right. then one night things got a little crazy. Next yeah. thing you know, you fill the thing with ice, hey, you got a cooler. Right, exactly right. Yeah. One of America's least controversial figures, a, a, a real sweetheart, a gentleman, Michael Strahan, leaves Kelly and Michael. I'll tell you what, I don't think he ever even fit on that show. No, it was crazy when they went from Regis to uh, Michael. Did they want a polar opposite of Regis? People love this guy. Poor Regis. People loved Regis. People did love Regis. But I got to say, it's nuts to me the following Michael Strahan gets. This guy just got $10 million 
from Robert Eager in Disney. Who Robert right. Eager, if you don't know, is the president right. CEO of the marketing department in Disney. And this guy thinks he's a know-it-all. It is nuts to me that Strahan got this money. Obviously huge money. And does think he's a know-it-all in the business. But, I mean, Strahan, call me crazy. Here's a guy, you know, usually can you get on TV on the radio when you got a lisp like that? Not the best-looking guy right. in the world. An average, those an average, average Joe, a non-athlete. Big separated space and a T. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's crazy to me for him to get that kind of money. But, hey, God bless him. Good for him. He lived the first, like, 18, 17, 18 years of his life in Germany on an American uh, military base. Interesting. And then went out to Texas for a year or two to play high school football. He's a great story, man. Yeah, Listen, you know, story. got the it, sack record. He's a great guy. Right. Some people would say Favre gave him the sack record. Either way, you know, Hall of Famer. I loved in his Hall of Fame speech when he gave a little love to uh, to John Runyon. I got to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, well, they, they had, had some tools. battles. They had some battles, man. Yeah. But a yeah. uh, cool guy, man. Well, folks, it looks like we've finally reached the bewitching hour. An interesting episode, huh, Tom? Yeah, Mark. We got a lot of big news, man. A lot of current events on this 420. Absolutely. A lot of big news and a great interview with that boy, A.B. Oh, he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And there you have it, folks. Episode 5, Coachella, the 420 edition. Until next time, good night, cruel world. The crib with the fountain of splash. SP, the only flow that you know. With a bounce and a half. Listen, kid, I need a mountain to cash. So I can roll up, hop in the whip, and like bounce to the ass. I get high cause I'm in the hood. The slums is around. Take my son just to ease the pain and humble me down. And I'd rather roll something up. Cause if I'm sober, dog, I just might flip. Grab my guns and hold something up. I get high as a kite. All alone in the zone. Ghosts float, cases dying at night. So I roll them up back to back, fat as I could. I got beat in style speed, I come and slap the hood. Every day, every night, all the time. Every day, every night, all the time. <laughs> hey yo, I smoke like a chimney. Matter of fact, I smoke like exhaust on a Dodge Viper Hennessy. I smoke like Bob Marley did. Add to that, that I smoke like the hippies did. Back in the 70s, spit with the finishing touch. Get this, that. I'ma finish you before I finish the Dutch. I get high like the birds in the plains. I get high when I make a lot of paper after words exchange. I get a rush off the love in the war. You understand like the M5 pedal when it's touching the floor. I get high cause I ride. What's better to do? And I'ma always stay live Cause I'm better than you Every day Every night All the time Every day Every night All the time (laughs) 
Can I flow till my lungs collapse? Let me know. From the era deep, block course, terrogate, fun for rap. Where a dollar bill is powerful. I smoke a lot, cause time seems precious and I know what an hour do. High for a living, got to ride for a living with my real rough riders that'll die for a living. Dog, I get as high as I could, cause if you see things like I see things, I'ma die in the hood. Listen, dog, understand. Every night. Every day, every night, all the time. <laughs> I am the ghost.